Welcome to the Remarkable Branding Flash Briefing Podcast with Heather Murphy and Amin Ahmed. So today we're going to be talking about three things you can do to be remarkable. So the first thing you can do is to niche down. Um, nobody likes to work with a generalist. And I'll give you an example is uh, we were working with a renovation company and they were just doing general renovation contracting. And it was really hard to compete. As soon as they decided to focus on doing just basements and just making amazing basements, either they were making man caves or she shacks in the basement, everything worked for them. So niching mm-hmm. down made them really remarkable. So, I mean, do you think that people can go too far with niching down? You know, I don't think so. If there is an audience and they have the ability to hire you so they can afford you and there's enough of them that you can make as much uh, money as you want to, I don't think there is anything as um, too much niching. I think I think it's really important in that case, though, to really take a look at the analytics and to see how well things are performing and if you're reaching that audience, because it can take a while to get there, can't it? It can. Yeah. And if you're trying to niche into an area that you have never even been part of, like if I, if I started to try to niche into Japanese knife making, I, I think I would fail, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just, mm-hmm. I have no knowledge of it. So absolutely. It has to be the right fit and it has to be a connection between you and your customers as well. Yeah, that's, that's great. And you know, you have another great point here that I'm really passionate about. So I'm excited to hear from you on your second tip. Yes. Second tip is be unique. And so there's a quote by Oscar Wilde, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Uh, And I really like this because in the past marketing was seen, marketing and branding was seen as, as yelling through a megaphone. And we had, we had uh, options like TV and radio where you didn't really Mm -hmm. know who was on the other end of it. Whereas now it's all about the human to human connection. And so whether you're on Instagram or on LinkedIn, you're still talking to a human, not a role at a company. Yeah. And have you ever heard that saying it's like being a billboard in the desert if nobody can hear you? I haven't, but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you really nailed it on the head there when you're talking about the connection with your client. So yeah, it's not just a connection with your client. It's also the connection with your deepest soul, Mm -hmm. right? Like who you are. Like my first business was called Authentically and we were all based on being yourself, you know, and letting that, that inner light shine, you know, it sounds a little bit cliche, but I think it's so important because everybody has these unique qualities that people are either going to love or hate. It polarizes Mm. people. I think some people are afraid to be hated, Mm -hmm. but if you get comfortable with that vulnerability, you can actually reach the right audience instead of just trying to spray it out to everyone like on a megaphone or like just being a big billboard in the desert. Like you put your efforts where it counts. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's perfect because that brings me to my third point is understanding your, your customer, your audience. So whatever message it is you're putting out, if it doesn't resonate with your audience, you're either going to end up attracting the wrong client or you're just going to end up attracting no one. And I have a really good example about this. There was a home interior designer that I was working with and they were very upscale. I mean, they, they looked upscale. They looked like they were fashion models and the work they did looked like it belonged in magazines for um, show homes. And they decided to run an ad where they, they were trying to be kind of playful and cheeky about it. And they said, you know, stop effing up your renovations, E-F-F-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. And all they did is they ended up attracting these DIY men that wanted to try to, you know, build their own basements. And it was it was a major failure. It just didn't the work for fit. them. But as soon as they changed and they started using the right language, the, the, you know, the audience and the way that they spoke, everything turned around for them. You know, that kind of brings me to a bonus point. You know, we said that this is three, but mm. I can't help but to to bring this up. And that's about curation. Mm. 
Mm. So, you know, an art gallery curator will bring in certain select pieces that resonate with an audience. And when people want to be authentic or spray out everything that is themselves or get so obsessed with being themselves, sometimes they forget that we are story curators. Mm-hmm. And by Absolutely. understanding who you are and understanding who your audience is, you can weave out some of that language. Just like if you're sitting with your grandma, you're not going to say, don't F up your renovation. Like, you know, like it's not appropriate all the time to use that kind of foul language, even though it might be fun for you. And it might be what you do with your girlfriends over a glass of wine, acting tough, you know, but there really has to be some curation there because we are storytellers at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think down the road, we're going to have an episode about storytelling. So Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good sneak peek into that one. So hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. And thank you for making this flash briefing a part of your day. You can visit us online at remarkablebranding.co.